Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So what does one say to Gen Con? They say, uh, Tony has the hiccups, which I do. And that's no way to do radio, guys. I mean, that's, that is just not professional at all. <laughs> oh, what, what am I supposed to do? Show goes on, baby. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's happening? Find everything at TonyKatz.com, won't you? Rumble.com slash Tony Katz. The story at WIBC.com. Those are the hiccups. That's a real deal. Uh, Gen Con threatens to pull out over abortion ban bill. Chris Davis, news director, reporting. They put out a statement. We released a statement to our community affirming our stance that reproductive rights are human rights and that we support a woman's right to choose. 60,000 plus people gather in Indianapolis for Gen Con. It's an incredible scene. Millions and millions of dollars come into the city of Indianapolis. We are the best convention city in America, possibly the world. And I love this. They state this according to David Hoppe, H-O-P-P-E, the CEO, the passage of Senate Bill 1 will have an impact on our stakeholders and attendees and will make it more difficult for us to remain committed to Indiana as our long-term annual home. If you are angry with Gen Con, well, you're, you're more than welcome to be. Do they have the right to do this? I don't know how you, you, you would determine that they don't. They're allowed to have a position. They are allowed to have a theory, a thesis. The question is, do they have the right one? I do not believe that Gen Con is in a place somehow so so, uh, in this holier-than-thou kind of place where we're not allowed to engage in honest conversation with them. For example, when you go to the Gen Con website and you want to attend the conference, you need to be vaccinated and you need a mask. Let me say it again. You need to wear a mask and you need proof of of vaccination. What an odd thing to require. First, there is nothing about this that is science-based. Masks don't stop COVID. If I take a look at the photo that they have on their website, GenCon.com, I will see people not in surgical masks, but in some kind of cloth mask which we have been told has no efficacy on COVID. Even surgical masks don't have efficacy. If there's more than a three millimeter gap, the efficacy, the ability to stop a a COVID particle, this aerosolized particle is 0.3%. That's not efficacy. Never mind people who pull them down below their nose. Never mind people who are eating and drinking, et cetera. 
We have shown through the data, shown it, that the mask does not work. And I'm quoting the University of Waterloo studies there, and there could be other ones uh, by this stage of the game. So that's first and foremost. When they got asked the question about masks, because, you know, uh, in Indianapolis, we had the Indy 500, 300,000 people, masks weren't required. And their answer, the answer from David Hoppe, was that that's the difference between an outdoor and an indoor, indoor venue. Okay. But you still have not engaged the idea that the mask stops COVID. It doesn't stop COVID. It doesn't stop COVID. If a mask stopped COVID, I would be in favor of wearing a mask. I would just not be in favor of mandates about wearing a mask. I oppose all mandates to wear a mask. I believe what Gen Con is doing here, my, my view, by the way, if masks stopped hiccups, I'd be wearing a mask right now, but they don't, so I've got the hiccups. But the show has to go on, so here I am. This seems like virtue signaling. Because it is, it is absolutely not science. I'm going to say that again. Wearing a mask is not science. If you tell me that a mask stops something, I'll agree with you. No issue. And if you're somebody not feeling well, if you don't feel well, and you want to wear a mask, feel free. I don't think you should mock somebody for wearing a mask. I, fi- I find that to be a very weird thing. You've got a cold, you're feeling run down, you wear a mask, you don't get somebody else sick. I think that's respectful. I have no problem with it at all. But what an interesting thing to say that you are threatening a pullout of Indiana because you believe in a woman's right to choose, you believe in bodily autonomy while at the same time requiring vaccination. You require a proof of vaccination in order to be a part of the gaming community. I find that to be an awkward position to take. Part of the reason is because we have proven that the only thing the vaccine does is lessen the symptoms you get or you you encounter if you should get COVID. But the vaccine does not prevent someone from spreading COVID or getting COVID. Let's do it again. The vaccine does not stop the spread of COVID. They started talking a couple of years ago now, maybe it was over a year ago now, about breakthrough cases. Oh, it broke through the vaccine. No, it didn't. If the Pfizer vaccine is only 95% effective. It didn't break through. It found the space where it wasn't effective and it walked through. That's what happened. It was never 100% effective. And no vaccine that we have created to date, nor any booster, is effective on Omicron or the variants, including the latest BA5. Because the variants have morphed and changed, and the vaccine was created for a specific uh, set, and these variants are different sets. So therefore, the vaccine is not going to work on them. However, the vaccine still could work on symptoms of that COVID.
and the doctors I speak to, specifically uh, just a couple that I that I use on a, on a regular basis, will tell me that the only people who have had any real effects that are dangerous are the people who have not been vaccinated. Utilize that for what you will. Plenty of people didn't get vaccinated. They they were asymptomatic. They never had a problem. Or they got this Omicron or this BA5 variant, and what they get? A cold or the flu. They had those kinds of symptoms. No vaccine stops you from getting COVID. And vaccine does not stop you from preventing it, uh, from spreading it. If you are vaccinated, you have an equivalent amount of opportunity to spread COVID as somebody who is unvaccinated. Therefore, why would proof of vaccination be required for Gen Con Indy? This, again, seems to be virtue signaling. In a conversation of bodily autonomy, Gen Con has put itself in a strange spot to make the statement that they believe in it while requiring masks and proof of vaccination to enjoy the show. And that's something that they have to just accept. They put themselves in this place. But the question before us is, how do we as Hoosiers respond to a large event that brings in millions of dollars saying, if you create legislation against something we uh, favor, well, then we're gone. Some people answer that question by saying, hey, Gen Con, don't let the door hit you in the butt on the way out. I clean that up uh, a a little bit. Uh, That is absolutely not how I answer it. That is not my statement at all. My statement is much different. Gen Con absolutely has the right to make its statement. We should not pay it any mind. I think it is an awful way to treat your hosts. Indianapolis is world class. And the way we have welcomed Gen Con, supported Gen Con, created opportunities for Gen Con, we saw its economic value. We're the ones who said we're the perfect city. Gen Con recognized that because it is the perfect walking convention city. It has so many amenities, so many opportunities for a good time. We do it better than anyone. We built ourselves that way, and we are remarkably accommodating. That cannot go unnoticed. There comes a moment, however, where you can only be so accommodating. If I have guests in my home, they sleep in the guest bedroom. The minute they think they should be able to sleep in my bedroom, okay, maybe you stayed too long at the party. (laughs) Maybe you should no longer be a guest. Is that what Gen Con's position is? Is that where Gen Con is with Hoosiers? I'm not 100% sure. I think that making this statement is just no way to treat your hosts. It's one thing to say we, uh, as as somebody who comes uh, to to, uh, Indianapolis, we think you should do this. It's another thing to say, hey, we're not sure uh, if we can stay and uh, that's a problem. Well, that's would be perceived and the only way it could be perceived and I hope David Hoppy knows this as the president of Gen Con it's a threat I don't think you should threaten your hosts I think it's rude Hoosiers should not have a consideration 
of the financial impact when dealing with a subject so serious for the people who live here every day. It is why I dismiss those people who make the statement that, well, if we if we don't have unfettered access to abortion, it's going to make it tougher to hire people. Um, you mean they're, they're going to flock to California and New York and those high real estate prices and those high taxes and that high crime? Okay. Trade-offs are made no matter where you move. When I moved to Indianapolis from Los Angeles, it was a pleasure to finally live in America. You know what I lost out on? Amazing weather. And I don't care who you are and I don't care what you say. The weather in Los Angeles is amazing. And anyone who says otherwise is a liar. Move on from that. Don't deny reality. I hate that. Hoosiers have to make the decision on how they want to handle abortion. And that cannot come from Gen Con or any other outside group. Hoosiers have to decide. Hoosiers have to get involved in the debate. It's going to be an ugly debate. We're going to disagree. There's going to be anger. All of those things are indeed true. But when the decision gets made and we have engaged our legislators and the vote is done, it will be done. And yes, there will be people who want to make changes year after year and if enough consensus grows, changes will be made. But we can't make the change based on a threat from our guest. We don't stop being an open, welcoming, vibrant city and an open, welcome, vibrant, welcoming, vibrant state. We don't stop that because we may make a statement on abortion or on taxation or on any other subject. We cannot govern ourselves in Indiana worried about what the people of Illinois think of us or California or Florida for that matter. We have to do what is best for us. We have to engage the tough decisions for us. We have to debate people we may not even like, but they are Hoosiers too, and they are in the debate. They're trying to push their theory. We are pushing our theory. That conversation is the everything. And it's not up to Gen Con. Who is booked through 2026... And I would only state that you should be booked through 2036. We love having you here. And we can appreciate that you have a different point of view. I cannot appreciate that you think that everyone who attends Gen Con agrees with you. That, of course, is not true. And I only hope Gen Con understands that. Be very important for them to do so. Not everybody is somehow on this idea that reproductive rights are human rights, which, of course, is is a statement of a party and talking point and not a fact. How uh, Human rights is a conversation utilized uh, by people of, of political persuasions, I don't know if everyone's aware of this, uh, to move forward a, a theory uh, uh, that uh, rights uh, don't come from nature and nature's law. Anything you feel you want is somehow becomes a human right. Healthcare is a human right. Healthcare is not a human right because it involves forcing a doctor to now serve you. Uh, to say that is to be somebody who favors slavery. <laughs> Maybe you've never thought of it. I'm here to help. I look forward to a long future with Gen Con. 
But reproductive rights, well, abortion's not a reproductive right, if only because abortion is the opposite of reproduction. You see, if you want to enter the conversation, you have to be a part of it. But this conversation is for Hoosiers. You said what you want to say. Hoosiers can hear it, but they have to dismiss it and discuss this amongst themselves and make their own decisions. Gen Con, I think you should stay. If you should, if you should decide to leave, all the best to you. But you don't get to tell Hoosiers how to act. I'm Tony Katz. So the NFL is appealing the Deshaun Watson decision. Uh, man, this story gets more and more nuts. I, I, I don't know if this is them saying, well, six games of uh, a suspension for 24 women claiming sexual propriety. Uh, that's really not enough. Or is it the pressure on them because people are saying, man, the NFL doesn't care what a player does as long as they make their loot. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Ryan, you're, you're a sports guy. Ryan has been uh, filling in uh, as a producer. Uh, the NFL loves their loot, but uh, appealing this, they want the full year suspension, don't they? I would believe they do. And is, but, it, but that's, that is to appease the people on the outside. That's to appease advertisers. Do they actually care about what happened, or do they care about how this could impact them on the money? I'd say it's on the money because obviously I think they'd want a high-performing player on the field, but it's a bad look. And they're giving this guy so, – the Browns are giving him so much money. It's unbelievable. Um, he's got a five-year, $230 million contract, uh, by the way. But if he doesn't play this year, his base salary this season is only a million bucks. I mean – Man, you can manipulate those dollars any which way you like. It is incredible how they're able to do that. The NFL Players Association is like, okay, six weeks, we're done. Thank you. I don't think they want to have this go along. The Players Union has, uh, I think, uh, till Friday to respond. Um, and then we'll see where they go from there. The NFL's got to see that. Six weeks. They know it. And Deshaun's got to know it, too. He's going to get sacrificed for the greater good of Goodell's wallet. That's going to happen. Representative Jackie Walorski killed in a car accident. We speak to Congressman Jim Banks and Congressman Greg Pence about what happened and her legacy. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.